when he had an epiphany. I make a part in about time too about not playing the NDE. It was free for all, and I heard him say, he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick, cause you're incapable AMs. Hello and welcome to Keep Off The Borderlands. Thank you, Mr. TJ Drennan, for that rousing theme tune. My name's Spencer, a.k.a. Free For All, and I've just returned from spending the first three weeks of February in Essex with my parents in what's already proving to be the longest February on record. But I'm back, and I'm home, and I'm cold, and I'm covered in snow, and I'm loving it. Oh, blimey. Just got back after three weeks in Essex. Arrived in Granton today to find a winter wonderland. Snow is falling all around us. And there are three parcels. So I'm going to do a little impromptu unboxing before we get on to any other business. So let's have a look in here. couple from Amazon. Uh, this is uh, not very big. Um, oh, let's have a look in here. Uh, this may not be. Oh, yes. Some Eldritch Fate dice. I've no real intentions of getting into Fate, but I don't have any Fate dice. And I noticed this set were available at a reduced price on Amazon and uh, I thought they looked quite cool so I snapped them up now some box of some description or another about A4 size or although no it feels very light I don't think it's going to be a book or anything oh I know what it could be <laughs> it's a Rubik's Cube. Dear, oh dear. I found one of these in my mum and dad's house and I was playing around with it. And um, I almost completed it for the first time in my life. I think I got my head round the Rubik's Cube. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to order myself one. And there it is waiting for me on my return. Also good for improving the old fine motor skills which is something that certainly needs improving and a book i believe from abe books what is this aha myths and symbols of pagan europe early scandinavian and celtic religions now um this is something that uh, I, I'd stumbled across on the internet 
and uh, I just thought it looked really interesting, sort of comparing Celtic, German and Scandinavian pagan myth and folklore, which, uh, yeah, by um, H.R. Ellis Davidson, Early Scandinavian and Celtic Religions. And, uh, yeah, it was just something that caught my fancy. Most people know of Valhalla, the world tree, and the gods of Norse mythology, or the strange hunts and voyages of the ancient Irish tales. Yet few people realise the significance of the similarities and contrasts between the religions of the pre-Christian people of northwestern Europe. The Celts and Germans and Scandinavians had much in common in their religious practices and beliefs, and this is the first serious attempt that has been made to compare them. There are striking resemblances in their ideas about battle goddesses and protective spirits, holy places, sacrificial rituals, divination and ideas about the other world. And myths and symbols in pagan Europe poses questions like, do such parallels go back to earlier times or are they owing to the late Viking contact? Hilda Ellis Davidson has worked for many years on pre-Christian Scandinavian and Germanic religions and now compares them with the Celts from the background of previous studies using evidence from archaeology, iconography, later literature and folklore in a search for a basic pattern which will add to our knowledge of the early peoples of Europe. Now, that is a paleomythic resource book right there so uh, I'll be interested to delve deeper into that one hi Spencer it's Liren from updates from the middle of nowhere you know you talking about all of your PDFs and uh, not playing them all and having trouble reading through them and switching when you get stuck in one. I had this radical idea because I wonder if it wouldn't be therapeutic to do something like decide you're going to play a game a month or a game a week or a game every two weeks and start at the top of that PDF list and play each one of them one at a time and no backsies, no editing, no house ruling. Just play them and see what happens. I mean, it would be radical. It would take a long time. Yeah, but it might be therapeutic and fun, too. I don't know. Thanks, Liren. Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere there. And I've got to say that it certainly is a radical idea. Also, I think you might be underestimating the sheer amount of PDFs that I have uh, because if I was to go through those alphabetically and play one a month, was it? Or even a week, it would be a very long time, I think, until I got to get a good game in. What might be worth doing is really thinking about 
key games that I feel I should play and focus on stuff that really appeals to me personally and really whittle that list down. And even then, I think, uh, yeah, there's going to be an awful long list of stuff to get through. But uh, certainly something should be done. Because, as the great Frofsoff once said, I need to get to the good stuff. I've got another message from Liren, and I'm going to play this along with a message from Joe regarding my trip down south to visit my parents. Hey, yo, Spencer. Great to see you have a new episode out. It's Joe, and I just want to say I'm super happy you're back. It's been a while, man. Uh, hopefully you'll get some time while you're down, staying with your folks to, you know, get in some gaming and maybe put out another episode or two. I know it's probably kind of a pain being with your parents again, but, you know, I hope you can enjoy it because as we all know, you know, they're not going to be around forever, dude. So anyway, man, I just wanted to say welcome back and I'm happy. Sorry, I got a little maudlin right there at the end, dude. But anyway, I hope you're well. I wish you the best, and I will speak to you soon. Peace out. I hope you have a wonderful visit with your parents, and they're very helpful with your daughter. Hopefully she enjoys spending time with them, so she sees it as a bit of a holiday too. All right, back to listening. Firstly, there was a message from Joe Richter of Hindsightless and Wheel or Woe. And thanks very much for that, Joe. Yeah, I'm I'm very aware that, you know, my parents are getting on and um, it is a shame that, well, not wanting to get into any real details, but um, there's a bit of uh, residual anger and resentment there for me, um, at which I struggle to keep a lid on. But... All in all, it was nice to see them and spend some time with them and certainly to see them spending some time with my daughter who um, then I get to see her a couple of times a year when, you know, we take a trip down there or they pop up here to see us. And um, yeah, really nice to see them being able to spend some quality time together. And thank you for your message too, Liren. Um, I don't want folks to think that the whole time I spent there was some kind of ordeal. And, uh, you know, it was a holiday and we did have fun together. Um, you know, but there were still those moments when uh, I probably could have reined myself in a little. Could have bitten my tongue a little more often than I did. Oh, and I also managed to get in three sessions of the Black Hack while I was there. So that was that was great, actually. And really good to be able to continue playing while I was down there. And that's all down to Dave Aldridge of Deeper Sensile, always ready to accommodate me. But um, thank you, guys. Hey Spencer, Jason here. Just want to call, say I enjoyed your episode on Trophy Gold. 
Um, I'll be honest, I'm trying to cut back on the things I'm backing. And I'm not really sure the value is there for the money in that. It, it's quite expensive, Kickstarter, to be honest. Um, I mean, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to back it. And, and I think the game is more abstract than I like in, in various ways. The same things bother me that bother you, which, which is interesting because I don't mind players having some ability to, you know, influence the world, edit the world, whatnot. But, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I It, it just... It, it listen to your review and, and I've looked over some stuff and it, it's just not for me I don't think I mean I'd play it if somebody ran it but it, it doesn't trip my switch like um so, so, see now I like Cthulhu Dark I think Cthulhu Dark is brilliant but this one not so much but anyhow enjoy the review take care Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast there and thank you very much for your message Jason um yeah I actually I only went in for the PDF and I think with all the stretch goals that have been unlocked, I think I'm probably getting quite a bang for my buck. Uh, one of the most interesting parts of the Kickstarter that I know the least about is the trophy loom element of it, which seems to be a toolkit for creating kind of interesting and uniquely grim settings. So I'm, I'm I'm quite eager to uh, see what's included in that. And uh, yes, it's interesting that you uh, have the same reservations as I do. And I've got a really nice message from Goblin's Henchman exploring that too. The heat is on, the time is right. Going for going for gold. Hi Spencer, Goblin's Henchman here. Unforgivable amount of road noise, apologies for that. Um, I left you a message on Twitter, which you've probably seen by now, but I thought I would just drop you a audible version of that anyway. So yes, Trophy Gold, um, it is something I've backed. And I think you, uh, in your podcast, you talked about um, the possibly your dissatisfaction with the hunt mechanic. Now, as far as I can tell, judging by your description of it, uh, and, I, and I've possibly intimated, heard that intimated elsewhere, that this hunt mechanic is a variation of Jason Gordover's um, labyrinth move, which is an abstracted way of um, navigating a, a labyrinth or a maze, uh, because a maze is not practical in any real sense to uh, navigate in RPG terms, nor would you even want to, you know, the minutiae of trying to figure a way through a proper maze. So it's abstracted into, I guess, essentially three milestones, um, which I think in the Labyrinth Move are called Holds, and I think in Trophy Cold are called um, Tokens. And I believe the idea is that when you've got your three tokens, you've escaped the Labyrinth, or possibly in reverse found your way into the Labyrinth. Um, now, obviously, in Trophy Gold, they're doing this to say, once you get your three tokens, you uh, have found the, the, the treasure you were looking for. Now, I think the bit you didn't like about it particularly was that it's, um, as far as I can tell, is that the players get to choose when to cash in those chips. And I, I kind of agree with you with that. But I think if you take into account that the trophy mechanic is using this gold thing that you described, well, how do you justify getting three quarters of the way through the, 
the dungeon as it were but you know maybe taken damage you need to go home well obviously if you were sort of indiana jones and you'd got two-thirds of the way through the temple of doom or whatever as you you may have picked up a few trinkets on the way and this is obviously a way of um having sort of milestone rewards so i think that's probably what's there i don't like the word token i think maybe they should have had milestones or something i don't know now um in in the past i've uh, actually the reason i know about the labyrinth move is because i used a variant of it in my carapace adventure so carapace have three ways you could navigate a maze and one of those ways is to um, use the labyrinth move now i like you wasn't didn't really like this idea of holds for i think holds as a term is it well i don't know if it's a term used in dungeon world but that's where this labyrinth move was designed for but um certainly um the you know the idea is that you get these and then you spend them and so you were talking about like a quantum like a quantum ogre but quantum treasure and i kind of get that so when i did my labyrinth move i think instinctively i also didn't like that kind of player-led kind of um decisive moment which decides when you win now i think you could justify it in game by saying well the idea is that you don't <laughs> you uh like like in many games like ad d you don't get your benefit from your treasure till you get it home and so conceptually if you've got your three tokens or your three holds maybe you've got the treasure already but you're conceptually you know you've seen it but you haven't gone back to collect it or you're carrying it around but you haven't, uh, you know, you're still exploring. So I can see how they can justify in fiction, but again, I don't I don't really like the word hold, uh, token. But yes, when I did my labyrinth move, I think I abstracted this in, into concrete terms. So instead of getting holds or tokens, I had them zones in a, in a giant labyrinth or a maze-like um, giant ant colony. So the idea was that, you know, I had four zones. So you went from zone one to zone two to zone three, uh, and, and the queen was potentially in zone four. So these sort of uh, holds or tokens of the were were sort of concreted into terms of a labyrinth, uh, into zones of a, a giant ant colony so that you were progressing towards the queen zone, which was representative to be the, the deepest part of the, um, the hive. So, um, so when you get your trophy gold, I suppose if you're not happy with this idea of tokens, you could turn into a more concrete thing and say, once you have your three tokens or milestones or whatever you want to call them you are you do you know that's it it happens there's no choice in it i suppose if you've got a like four hour session you're three sessions in you might want to allow uh, the players not to necessarily automatically have to collect the gold because uh maybe that's uh maybe you want to let them try to get even more uh, tokens or whatever so they can make even more gold anyway i don't know if that ramble made enough sense and also i don't know if, you, if this car noise was too horrendous, uh, maybe I should stop recording in the car if I'm going to go longer than a minute. Okay, cheers, bye. Thank you, Goblin's Henchman, for that wonderful message. Um, <laughs> yeah, going for gold. I, I have to admit, I was thinking of uh, Shed 7 when I was naming that episode, but uh, certainly appreciate a little bit of the classic European quiz show there i can't see that uh making a comeback post brexit but uh yes uh, th and thinking about you what you were saying about the hunt mechanic there and it being a variation on jason cordova's um labyrinth mechanic was it i i wonder how much of this is to do with 
the labelling of these mechanisms. You had reservations about the use of the word tokens. And similarly, yes, I have a problem with terms like holds and moves as well, which is one of my big stumbling blocks when it came to trying to get to grips with Apocalypse World. Yeah, I think you hit on something there when you talk about um, finding a more uh, pleasing way of explaining or interpreting what's going on there. You know, something that kind of makes a bit more sense to me personally. And yes, these things might simply be a problem in my head. And were I to get it to the table, it may work absolutely fine in practice. Also, you mentioned you reworked the Labyrinth move for your Carapace game. And I just wanted to thank you for sending me that and the other wonderful stuff that was in that envelope too. And oddly enough, again, my envelope was really battered. I haven't seen an envelope like that in that condition before. And it really looked like somebody had had a good look inside that envelope. But as with everybody else, the content was completely untouched and unmarked. So uh, yeah, something extremely odd going on there. Also, no need to apologise for the background noise. Perfectly audible. You were perfectly audible. And I really appreciate you taking the time out to leave me such a uh, well-explained and complete response. So thank you very much for that. Goblin's henchman there. And talking of wonderful messages, here's a voice I've been waiting quite some time to be able to feature on my own podcast. Hey Spencer, it's Jules from Jules from NZ. Um, I have been binging um, a bunch of your episodes, like maybe 10 of them, and I've got a few things to run all together. So Shivering Circle sounds amazing. I'm more confused than ever about what OSR is because OSR isn't a term that I'd heard back in the day when I was playing. So this is all new to me. Um, actually, before Anchor, I never even thought to really question the rule set of the game that I love, uh, D&D back then, D&D 3rd edition, and now D&D 5th edition. Ever since I've been listening to Anchor and you guys have all been like breaking things down and analyzing and talking about the perfect rule set, I have now had a whole new world opened to me and I'm not sure it's a good thing yet. But I do think it's a good thing for me to be thinking about these things in terms of building on my repertoire of being a DM for my players. Um, having all of this knowledge floating around in my head does enable to me to have a whole different type of improv, which is cool. Um, it, but it never even occurred to me that there would be so many other game options before I started listening to Anchor either. And now my brain is just full of a bunch of games that I feel like I would love to play. So... I would love to play a game sometime. Um, anyway, so sometimes listening to you, I like not just you, but like everybody. I'm sorry, I've had a couple of beers, so I might be rambling. 
but I'm 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 fine with that also. Um, sometimes listening to you all, I feel kind of stupid for like loving D and D five E so much. I mean, yes, it was my first game. Like, well, D and D was my first ever game, and went the way I got introduced to it wasn't really so much as explaining the rules as handing me a character sheet and saying, "You do this now," because it was my boyfriend and he just wanted me to join his game and. Um, I just sort of did what he was told and I learned to love it later. Um, but I feel kind of stupid for loving it despite all of its flaws because you guys point out some legit flaws in the game that actually aren't there. But then I remember that love is blind and that's also okay because as long as it makes you feel good, then it doesn't really matter what other people think about your love, right? But it doesn't mean I don't want to expand and learn about different games, but you know, true love is forever, dude. So 5e and me, we're the real deal. Aroha nui. Mwah. Jules from NZ there. And I've said it before, Jules. I certainly appreciate folks going through my back catalogue, but uh, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Yes, yes, Shivering Circle. Um, I, sh I should really get back to that. And... Um, consider doing something there um confusion around the osr at the risk of of causing another avalanche of discussion around that subject i'll just keep it simple to me the osr just means an exciting vibrant creative welcoming community i know that doesn't echo everyone's experience and sure that there are plenty of people still unsure of what I'm referring to but it's just a wonderful inventive creative community that has produced some of the most exciting and interesting things coming out of the hobby in recent years and if you're okay with rambling well you're in the right place but please when you say you feel stupid, you don't need me to tell you that you aren't. There is absolutely nothing wrong with loving 5e in the way that you do. It's an incredibly versatile game that I'm still hoping to get to grips with. I've got my Rick and Morty starter set and I will be diving into that. And I kind of envy you and a lot of others who have that one game that really does it for them because having all this material at my fingertips, you know, I wonder whether it's such a good thing sometimes as I'm really struggling to settle on something and stick with it. I mean, at the moment, I'm spending most of my time playing the Black Hack and I'm absolutely loving that. And if someone was to tell me that I could only ever play that game from now on. You know, I think I could make that work. So I wouldn't worry about the daunting prospect of looking into all these other games. As I say, you know, there is such a thing as too much choice. And I do envy people who have found their game, you know. So I hope that makes some sense. And I just want to say thanks again for listening to my stuff, taking the time 
to call in and give me such great feedback and uh, yeah just wonderful to hear from you and I think Jules left me just one more message well maybe not me I hope you're listening Joey oh and I'm kind of apologizing to Joey here but through your podcast there was that message that he left it was like 4 30 in the morning I feel like that was definitely my fault because I'm really not good with time zones and I got drunk and I called him to tell him about the thing that happened that night and I didn't realize it was like 2 30 in the morning where he was so I totally woke him up so I'm kind of the reason for his insomnia sometimes and that's really bad of me I promise to be much better and I don't really know why I'm calling you f- saying this all I'm gonna say is this is definitely more than two beers okay this time really aroha nui in hora Mwah. <laughs> thank you Jules that was really sweet and um, you know I could think of much worse ways to be woken up in the middle of the night than by a tipsy Jules from NZ so thank you And you know what? I think that might be it for now. But I have got something very special just around the corner. But thank you all so much for those wonderful messages. I really do appreciate all your calls. I've been Spencer, a.k.a. Free For All. This has been Keep Off The Borderlands. If you want to leave me a message, click on the anchor link in the description. There's also a link to my email, spencer.threethrall at gmail.com. There's also a link to TJ Drennan's Patreon, who provides all the great music that you hear. And it just remains for me to say, take it away, TJ. Warning, if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor.